This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Welcome into Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosmo, and you are listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Today's episode is brought to you by... Yep, still nobody, so if you want to sponsor, you can reach out at Believe.com or at Believe Podcast. That is B-L-E-A-V. Today, we got a lot of good stuff on deck for you today. Um, the Masters 1000 in Paris ended... Um, kind of do a surprise of a lot of people and then the WTA finals ended the WTA season is over officially and that ended in Asia and then also the next gen finals started yesterday so we got a lot of good things to talk about today but first I want to start in Paris um Paris was some people would say it ended a little anticlimactic because Rafael Nadal got hurt in the semis and didn't play Denis Shapovalov. Now, a lot of people are thinking this this tournament was set up to be a Djokovic-Nadal final, which it was, and it should have been. But in warm-ups of the semifinal match against Denis Shapovalov, Nadal said he felt something in his side, and he left with an abdominal in- injury, which in tennis you shift a lot, you turn a lot. That's kind of important. He said he was going up for a serve. And he felt something strange. So in order for him to be 100% for the ATP finals that's happening in London, he felt like it was right to leave, which it probably is because London's a little bit more important than Paris, although he has done very well in Paris. Paris is probably his favorite city to play in because he wins so many French Opens. But nonetheless, he backs out. Denis Shapovalov makes the final, puts up a a decent fight, nothing Nothing to write home about, as they would say. And um, But Djokovic still wins uh, Paris. Um, Djokovic is still, in my eyes, the best player in the world, um, although the rankings changed. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But Denis Shapovalov loses in the final 3-6, 4-6 to Novak Djokovic. Um, not much of a thrilling match. I'm sure people in Paris and, I guess, people around the world, including myself, would have loved to see Djokovic and Nadal play in the final. But, you know, we don't always get what we want, and it was a great tournament with those two in it. Even with Shapovalov making the final, he said before the final, I literally have nothing to lose, which he literally did not have anything to lose. Um, But he lost. Um, He had the title to lose, I guess. But that was a good tournament. Had a lot of big names in it. Um, Vavrinka, Nadal, Manfis, Fognini, Teams, Zverev, Goffin, Isner, Medvedev, Tsitsipas. Batista Agut, Damon Taylor Fritz, Kyle Edmund, um, 
Diego Schwartzman, uh, Djokovic. I mean, I just rattled off probably a little over 10 names, and all of them are big-time names in the tennis world, and they were all in that tournament. So Paris didn't disappoint, even though a lot of people were really disappointed Rafael Nadal didn't finish the tournament. The tournament itself didn't disappoint. Um, Well-deserved by Novak Djokovic. He deserved that title. He, at that point, was the best player in the world. I believe he's still the best player in the world. But um, I guess we'll have to go to London for the Nito ATP Finals to really see who the best player in the world is here. Um, and then I want to talk about some other people that had a really good tournament. Um, Grigor Dimitrov. The second half, I guess the start of the U.S. Open was when he started playing really well. And boy, has he played well. He beat Hugo Humper in the first round. And then he goes on to beat David Goffin, and then he goes on to beat Dominique Thiem, and then he goes on to beat um, Garin, and then he loses to Djokovic. But nonetheless, he really doesn't deserve to be in these positions. I shouldn't say deserve. He doesn't necessarily, he hasn't been in the conversation that these big-time players have been, but the way he's been playing has put him in the conversation of the Djokovic and being of um, being in the semis of a Masters 1000, especially as good as Paris has been. And um, very well-deserved, um, very well-played. He made it to the semis in um, New York for the U.S. Open. He made it to the semis in Paris. He's, been, he's played phenomenal tennis. So um, good for him to make it to the semis. He deserves every bit of that. Um, Let's move on to Denis Shapovalov. Denis Shapovalov, um, in my interview with Mason Bolchi earlier in the year, we talked a little bit about how you know Denis Shapovalov has kind of put on a lot of miles this year, and how he was not—he was underplaying. We thought we thought he wasn't playing his best. We thought he could have been playing a little better, and little did we know he would surprise us at not only the U.S. Open but ever since then. I believe he was supposed to be he was supposed to be in the next gen finals and ended up I don't know whether he backed out of it or um he left or what the case may be but Denis Shapovalov made it far in um in Paris so he ended up not having to play in the next gen finals. I don't know if the turnaround was too quick or what the case may be but um yeah, so Denis Shapovalov didn't play in the in the next gen ATP finals. In my eyes, could possibly play in the um, the real ATP finals, but nonetheless, he's not playing. So Denis Shapovalov, phenomenal tournament. He's played really well. Um, now his season's pretty much over. As of right now, Denis Shapovalov will end the season at number fifteen in the world, which is good feat for him. He's a young buck. He's you know he's twenty years old. He has a lot of big future ahead of him, and he played really well in Paris. So let's move on to Nadal. Nadal had a wrist injury earlier this year. Um, he had this wrist injury during the Labor Cup, and now he has this oblique or not oblique abdomen injury. And so um, I don't think it's a big deal. One because it's towards the end of the season. Two because he's backed out and he's played it safe. So I believe he'll be fine. I've, this will kind of be what Djokovic had in New York where he had that shoulder injury where he just backed out and now he's back to what he was. Um, I wouldn't hold your breath on Nadal not being okay because I guarantee you Nadal will be okay. He's got a good team. He's got a good staff. Um, he'll put in the proper work. He is um, one of the hardest workers on tour, so I don't I don't believe that he'll skip a beat even though he's hurt. Um, 
it could have been more precautionary than it is. He's actually really injured. Um, let's go to um, Monfils. Gael Monfils almost made the ATP finals. In my eyes, he should have made the ATP finals, but um, he lost to Shapovalov in Paris, which didn't put him in that top eight to make the ATP finals. So now he is ranked number 10 in the world. Um, and he will most likely end the season there. But I would have really liked to see Monfils play in the ATP finals. He has played phenomenal. He has played good all season. And not only has he played well, but he's played very scrappy, but solid. Usually he plays scrappy, and he's just kind of trying to feel a win out there. No, he's played solid as a scrappy player this season, which got him far in the U.S. Open and unfortunately fell up short in Paris to Denis Shapovalov, who may I remind you, had an unbelievable match those two did in, I believe, the third or fourth round of the U.S. Open in Louis Armstrong Stadium. If you want to see highlights of that, I would go online, find highlights of that. I was actually at that match. I've talked about it before. One of the best matches I've ever seen, let alone in person. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Alexander Sverev. Um, Sverev, a couple years ago when he came onto the scene, was very intimidating. He's a tall German, and he had a big serve, good forehand. He was scrappy, um, kind of a tall, scrappy guy like Monfils is. But in the last year, he hasn't really been as intimidating and solid as he has in the past. Now, I don't know whether this is people are starting to figure him out. People know how to play him. Um, he lost to Diego Schwartzman in the U.S. Open. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know whether that's because of people are figuring out figuring him out or he's just not playing well um I do believe within the next year or two he's gonna really figure it out I mean when you have a bad not a bad year but a not as good year and you're still number seven in the world I'd consider that still a plus that tells you how good he actually is but like I said I I believe he has a bigger upside than a lot of people and for him not to be you know top five like he was a year ago is a little bit sad and a little bit um, shows how much he's probably been struggling lately. Um, after that, um, I want to get away from the men's side for a little bit. I want to get to the women's side. The WTA finals, what a tournament that was. Um, in the finals, it ended up being Elena Svitolina versus Ash Barty. And Ash Barty pulled away in the finals, ended up winning that one 6-4, 6-3 over Alina Svitolina. In the top four there was Ash Barty, Belinda Bencic, Karolina Pliskova, and um, Alina Svitolina. Um, but I do believe the best two players in the world were in the finals, Ash Barty, Alina Svitolina, and Ash Barty ended up winning at 6-4, 6-3. Ash Barty is one of the most solid players you'll watch. Um, she hardly misses she's small she's fast she can really I mean she can really stroke the ball she is phenomenal on defense she's really good on offense and she's fierce and I think that's why um I believe that's why she's played so well lately um and in the last year or two and she will end the year at number one um going through the WTA rankings quick um, this should be the end of the WTA rankings of 2019 number one Ash Barty number two Carolina Pliskova, number three, Naomi Osaka, number four, Simona Halep, number five, Bianca Andreescu, which kind of came out of nowhere because she won the U.S. Open. And then at number six, it is going to be 
Elena Svitolina, number seven, Petra Kvitova, number eight, Belinda Bencic, number nine, Kiki Burtons, and number 10, Serena Williams. So Serena Williams does crack the top 10, but she's at the bottom of it. I believe it's because she doesn't play as many tournaments as she once did, so she's not getting as many points as she once did. But you can do that and still be in the top 10 if you make it far in the big tournaments. Well, what is she doing? She's making it far in the big tournaments. So... um, I think within the next few years, she'll start to play a little bit more tournaments once her daughter, you know, can travel with her more and doesn't need as much attention. And then she'll be off and running. Um, Her coach said the other day that, you know, she's slimming down. She's really um, working on her agility, all that jazz. And I see it. Um, The way that she played in the U.S. Open, the way she's played since having a kid has been phenomenal. And that's not even her at her best. So... Um, it's scary for women's tennis that she's even better than that, but I would look for Serena to make a big push in this next year um, to get a few more Grand Slams and get number 24 um, to be the most of all time. Um, lastly, quick, I just want to talk about the next-gen finals. Like I said, Denis Shapovalov backed out of the next-gen finals. I'm not 100% why, but I believe it's because he made it so far in the tournament prior. Um, but the next-gen finals have started, and... Um, as you would guess, Alex de Manure won, um, and then Ketchmanovic won, and I believe Yannick Sinner won. He beat Francis Tiafo and Hugo Humpert lost to Mikhail um, Yamir. So, um, like I said, Yannick Sinner, look for him to be something special. There are some highlights on ATP's Instagram, but I like the format they're playing here. They're playing, um, it's four. You got to get to four games. Um, not six, four is the set, and they're playing best out of five, or yeah, best out of five. So I believe um, most of them have gone four sets, but it's kind of nice because they're not as long, but it's still the feeling of a long match. Like I said, uh, Yannick Sinner has had a phenomenal um, year already, and it's in Italy. It's in Milan, Italy is the tournament, and Yannick Sinner is Italian. So he's my favorite, obviously, to win this tournament. Um, I'd like to see Francis Tiafo do good. But um, he's not off to a hot start, and I just don't know how well he's going to be able to team up with the people in his side of the bracket. Casper um, Rude, he lost in the first round, but he's another favorite from um, Norway. But I expect Sinner to be to meet um, Alex de Manure in the finals of the next-gen ATP finals. Um, I just want to talk about quick. Uh, they In the, in the next-gen ATP finals, they are using headsets. Um, to talk with their coaches, and uh, this is something that is new, very new, but people are um, reacting to it, whether they want to see it in the actual tour or not. I think it's a good idea. Um, If you're going to get a a minute and a half break anyway, let them talk to their coach. I don't don't think it really matters Um, in every single sport except tennis. You can talk to a coach. some people may be like, oh, you can't do that in golf. Yeah, but you got a caddy, which is pretty much your coach. You have someone that can help you along. In tennis, you have nothing. You can't talk to your coach during the match, which to me is a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, I get the professionals, but this is also the only sport that if you don't win, you don't make money. So I think they should be able to talk to their coach, whether it be on the headset or the coach come down. Um, I do like the headset idea. I think it's interesting. It's a very 21st century you know, approach to the game, and I think it's a good idea. 
um, I would be on board with it, to be honest. I would be all for it. So I think they should be able to use those. And I guess lastly, let's talk a little bit about Gems Life. Um, it's kind of sad. The ATP Tour, uh, ATP and WTA season are coming to an end. So it's kind of... It's kind of getting a little sad. Um, Gems Life, they're done for the season, so they should be hanging out a lot more. Um, they said tweet or they put on Instagram six days ago, twinning and winning. Um, what that means, who knows? Because Monfils didn't win Paris and Svitolina didn't win the WTA Finals. Um, you may think that was mean. I'm just being real. Um, but they are not. I think both their seasons are done. Um, obviously, there's some things after the finals, but there's not as much. Um, lastly, I want to talk. Sorry, I said lastly like three times. Um, Roger Federer is on his way back to um, Latin America. He posted a video the other day, and he will be going to Latin America. Um, he will be there. It says he'll be there one week, and he it's called the RF on Dream Tour. Um and he's going to Santiago, then he's going to Buenos Aires, and then he's going to Bogota, and then he's going to Mexico City and Quito within like six days. I don't know what, exactly what he's doing there. I'll look into it a little bit more for next week. But I know that um, some crazy things are happening with Roger Federer, and good for him to um, promote himself like this. I don't know if he's playing or if he's just seeing or if it's a unique low thing or a sponsor thing where he's got to go to these countries, but... He's going pretty early. Um, oh, sorry. He's going after the Nito WTA Finals. Oh, and um, not the Nito W, the Nito ATP Finals. And lastly, this is actual lastly, but um, the ATP came out with the draws for um, for the Nito Finals. On one side, the group Bjorn Borg is Berrettini, Team. Djokovic and Federer, I believe that's the best side. And then the other side is Farov, Sitsipas, Nadal, and Medvedev. Um, personally, I think Medvedev's going to come out of the Andre Agassi side, the second side, and I think Djokovic is going to come out of the Bjorn Borg side, and I think Djokovic is going to win the tournament. Right now, Rafael Nadal is number one in the world because he just passed Djokovic, but I think that Djokovic will win the um, Nito ATP Finals and make it to the... Make it to the end. Um, I believe he'll end 2019 on top. Um, that does it for me. If you want to hear any of the topics or talk, if you want me to talk about something else or you want to be a guest on the show, um, sorry, there's kind of a lot of things going on right now. I'm going to work on getting these guests um, and we can get a little bit more people on the podcast. Um, but you can reach out to me at Jacob Sersosimo, C-E-R-S-O-S-I-M-O on Instagram or Twitter. And if you have anything, you can contact Believe at Believe Podcast or at Believe.com for sponsorships or comments or what what you want to hear on the podcast or what you wish I want to do more or what you like. Just let me know. Um, that does it for me this week. I will see you next week. Take care. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.